Good morning. I'm Frederick County Executive Jan Gardner. Thank you for joining us for today's public information briefing. I'm joined today by several community nonprofit leaders. Uh, joining me today are Ken Oldham, the Executive Director of the United Way of Frederick County, Melissa Munz, the Executive Director of SHIP, which is the Student Homeless Initiative Partnership, Brooke DeSantis, who's co-founder and Executive Director of Love for Lachlan, and from the Maryland Deaf community, we have President Linda Stoltz and Vice President Lori Bonheo. I hope I pronounced that name correctly. We are here today to share good news about how Frederick County government and these partners are working together to support our Frederick County community. We're able to do this because of the unprecedented federal funding that Frederick County received through the American Rescue Plan Act, which we fondly refer to as ARPA. I've been providing updates as decisions have been made on how we are investing the county's $50 million federal allocation, and we do keep this information updated on our webpage. Now, before we began allocating these funds, uh, I did create a public process to set priorities for how the funding would make the greatest impact in our community. We conducted a survey that generated thousands of responses. We held a series of roundtables to hear about the challenges related to the economy, to health, and to human services. And based on all of this extensive public outreach and input, we prioritize programs that address health, health disparities, children and families, um, economic recovery, mental health, seniors, and transportation. And you can see them, uh, the pillars uh, there on your screen, and that transportation underlies all of those. We've used a portion of our funding for the public health response. And so, for instance, um, we purchased rapid test kits and masks for our residents and our businesses. So if you happen to pick up a kit or a mask from a local library, those came out of this federal funding. We also invested in our businesses through business grants and in our farmers through agricultural grants and to our nonprofit communities in a couple ways. We had anchor grants, which were very successful, which I announced a few weeks ago. And we've also had applications um, specific from specific organizations uh, for particular projects. So knowing that the very best ideas come from the public, the county set aside a portion of our funding for needs that the community had identified through this public process. I've announced a number of these investments over the past year in briefings like today, and organizations could apply for certain specific programs. We have an internal review committee that evaluates each application and prioritizes these programs that focus on seven key areas that I just mentioned, and we try to work with people to make sure that we can accomplish their goals and live within the requirements of the federal government. So today, I'm a ple pleased to announce four new community programs that will receive funding. The first award will be used to expand a mobile testing and vaccination service to underserved areas of Frederick County. Love for Lachlan has worked directly with the Frederick County Health Department and in partnership with the Frederick Health Hospital to provide COVID testing and vaccinations. The nonprofit also vaccinates against the flu. Love for Lachlan's mission is to prevent, educate, and raise awareness of the impacts of infectious disease. They will use a $313,000 grant to purchase a mobile community support response unit to serve as a mobile clinic so they can reach people where they are. And I do have to say they're already out in the community all the time reaching people where they are. I just saw them at uh, Colorfest, for instance. So this will help them to uh, be out in the community maybe a little bit easier. So I'd like to ask the Executive Director, Brooke DeSantis, to tell us a little bit more about their program and share their work in the community. 
I want to say thank you very much. Um, this is huge, especially for our foundation in Lachlan's memory, um, not just for him, but for everybody in our community because the fact that we're able to access those who do not have the, um, the access to the emergency um, needs that they have needed for so long, um, just in regards to vaccines, um, we are able to give them those needs. They haven't had them, especially during COVID. And I think that with that, um, we're able to give them those vaccines, the tests, the PPE. We've been able to do that during COVID, but also we didn't have that um, as a nurse. It, it, it brings so much to me. Um, I'm really excited about this. Um, it's going to help even more. It's going to broaden those, um, the horizon so much more. Um, I honestly, I can't, I can't say more than that. I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful. We're really grateful. The community is really grateful for this. So I thank you. Thank you, Brooke. You know, we're really thankful for you. We're really thankful for the work you do through Love for Lachlan. You've turned a personal tragedy into a mission that's been life-changing for so many people that you've been able to touch. So we're pleased that in Frederick County, we can support your efforts to reach more people. And certainly the people you work with, the health department and the hospital all just rave about your dedication and passion to serve people in our community. The Mobile Community Support Unit addresses several of our priority areas, including health and health disparities. By bringing care to people, they are eliminating the need for our clients to find transportation, which can be a major obstacle to access for good health care. The next two programs I'm going to talk about are related to transportation. We know that transportation is a fundamental need and an important aspect of everybody's life and everybody's quality of life. We need transportation to get to work, to get to school, to go to the grocery store, to go to the doctors, to go wherever we need to go. And all those things are essential to our day-to-day -day lives and to our quality of life. Transportation really underlines everything. The roundtables we held on the economy, health, and the community needs all identified transportation as a challenge and a top priority. So we're continually looking for ways to provide options and reduce barriers to transportation. So I'm pleased to support this next program. SHIP, which again is the Student Homelessness Initiative Partnership, as well as, is well known in Frederick County, and they're well known for providing education and resources to help students who are facing housing instability so that they can lift themselves up and achieve their dreams. With a $395,000 grant, SHIP will apply the same approach to help teens access driver's education and financial planning to help them purchase a vehicle. So I've invited Melissa Munz to tell us a little bit more about this program. Thank you. Over the last three years, students experiencing homelessness have consistently cited transportation as one of the top three barriers in getting ahead. The cost and steps involved in becoming licensed, obtaining and maintaining a vehicle are unapproachable to many of our students who struggle to find a place to sleep at night. SHIP's Driver's Education and Car Ownership Program provides students with the opportunity to obtain several lifelong skills. Not only will our students be financially supported in obtaining a legal driver's license and maintaining a vehicle long-term, they will also receive individualized case management and one-on-one -on -one support every step of the way. 
When they encounter a barrier to moving forward, our case management team will be ready to problem solve and ensure that every student who begins the process of becoming a legal driver walks out with a license. This program provides true wraparound service, ensuring that students will have long-term access to transportation. Since we began the program last spring, we have enrolled more than 20 students in driver's education class. The demand for the program has been incredible, and we've had a lengthy wait list for months. Thanks to this funding, there will no longer be a wait list. Every single student enrolled in our case management program is now eligible to earn a driver's license and maintain their own vehicle as soon as they reach the appropriate age. This is an incredible step toward ending adult homelessness in our community before it begins. Thank you so much for this funding and this great opportunity. Thank you so much, Melissa. I appreciate all the work that you do with SHIP. And for those of you who are watching this, if you haven't heard about these organizations, you can just Google them and find more information out on the web. They do so much more than what we're just talking about here today to help people in our community. So thank you, Melissa. We do appreciate the work you're doing for children and youth, and we're happy to be able to give them this opportunity. The next program is the return of a pilot program which provides another transportation option for our ALICE households. Now, ALICE stands for Asset Limited Income Constrained Employed, the people who are living paycheck to paycheck. And every community in our nation, and certainly here in Frederick County, has people who are living paycheck to paycheck. And maybe we have more of them uh, based on certain challenges we have in our economy. Last year, the United Way of Frederick County kicked off a ride-sharing program called Ride United to provide free or discounted rides through the popular ride-hailing service. The nonprofit has spent the last several months assessing how people use this program. Beginning in November of 2021 and through June of this year, more than 4,200 rides were provided to Alice households and to veterans in Frederick County. More than half of these rides were to get to and from a job, and another 26% were for health care needs. In May, we announced a partnership between United Way and Good Works Frederick to provide a volunteer-based ride-sharing network to connect people to the services they need. A portion of the United Way's funding is being used to keep this network operating through Good Works Frederick during the assessment phase. Another 200000 will help United Way to establish a permanent program called Ride United Network, or RUN, which I think is a great name. United Way Executive Director Ken Oldham will share with us how RUN will work. Thank you, County Executive Gardner. Absolutely delighted to be here today. United Way's mission is to mobilize the caring power of the whole community to improve lives. And we know that our Alice households are struggling in the areas of housing, transportation, and jobs. And we're seeing that more today than we have seen in a long time due to concerns of inflation and the pandemic and looking ahead, um, potentially additional inflation as we, as we move into coming months. The Ride United Network is an expansion of our Ride United pilot, as the county executive mentioned. In that time, we provided 4,200 rides in the areas of food, work, health, uh, and to veterans, vaccines, and library access. As the county executive mentioned, a significant portion of those were used to get to work, um, health care access. Interestingly enough, a 
well over half of the rise for health care access were for mental health. And we know um, that the draw on needs for mental health services is significant, and we'd uh, like to um, really enjoy providing um, that service to them. But we have also noticed that that program had some noticeable gaps, um, some areas in which uh, the, um, the services were not able to reach. These included senior citizens, uh, uh, access in rural communities, and access for our youth. And in partnership with um, the outstanding work that transit has done in our community, we are working to help fill those gaps so that we can provide better services to those individuals. Next week, we will be announcing the details of that plan uh, for the Ride United Network. Uh, County Executive Gardner will be speaking um, at, at a morning breakfast, and we will be announcing additional details about that program. But we are absolutely delighted that this program will provide over 8,000 and rides to Alice households and in our community, and it gives us a good jump start so that we can make this program um, um, last a very long time in Frederick County. County Executive, we're absolutely delighted. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ken. I'm always impressed with what the community can do when we work together. People are really creative and innovative in our community. Now, the final program that I'm announcing today is also about people working together. In this case, they're working to create a community center for the Frederick County residents who are deaf or hard of hearing. Frederick County is a popular location in Maryland for people in the deaf community to locate, in part because we are home to the Maryland School for the Deaf. The nonprofit group known as the Maryland Deaf Community Center will receive up to $500,000 from Frederick County's ARPA allocation to help get their center off the ground. The center will serve as a central location for people to learn about resources and services and to get information in their native language, which in many cases is American Sign Language. American Sign Language uses gestures and facial expressions to communicate. As a result, when masks were mandated, many people in the deaf community felt more isolated than most because they weren't able to see facial expressions or to read lips. They found it difficult sometimes to get critical information. Isolation is one of the most common experiences of people who are deaf. So I'd like to ask the president of the Maryland Deaf Community Center, Linda Stoltz, to share with us through an interpreter how the center will help people in Frederick County. Oh, okay. Okay, Lori's going to do that. Thank you. Hello, I am Lori Bonhejo. I'm the vice president of the Maryland Community Maryland Deaf Community Center. So I want to thank you, um, Jan Gardner, for the outstanding support, and Dan Lewis as well, both of them, and your committees that have made this possible. Without your support, we would not have a center for the deaf here in this community. The deaf community in, in Maryland, there is not one community center for the deaf in the state of Maryland at all. So Frederick will be the first, and we're really proud of this. We have been meeting with several companies to create this new center. We already have bought property here in the city, but the house and the warehouse is very outdated, and it's too expensive to renovate the house. So we need to demolish it 
and build a brand new center on the property. And with that, we need money. And you know it's not cheap to build a new center. So with the money that we are being funded, it will help improve the lighting, um, uh, the surface area of the center, um, install new public works part project. So we will use the money for that. And really, we would not be able to do this without your support. And we really want to thank you and all involved so much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lori. Thank you. We appreciate you being here today and sharing uh, in, in our presentation. I know that the state of Maryland has also uh, helped provide some support uh, at the I think Ron Young helped to get that money for you and that the city has provided some support as well. So I do want to say this is a community effort and uh, together we'll, make, we'll, we'll do our best to make it work and get it done. So all the four programs we've announced today are all about connecting people to the services they need to eliminate barriers, whether that's language or transportation. Simply put, we live in a caring community and these initiatives are all about making life better for the people who live here. Our investments lay a strong foundation for an equitable recovery with meaningful and lasting change so that together we can ensure a bright future for everyone who calls Frederick County home. And, you know, when we got this money, I really wanted to make sure that it lifted our community and put us in a better place than we were before the pandemic. And thanks to the great work of our human service nonprofit agencies, we really are able to do that. Um, so I really want to thank all of you for what you do. We're happy to support your mission. It really is a great collaboration. So thank you to everyone who watched today for joining us for this public information briefing. And with that, we're adjourned.